Rise is, in its simplest form, you know, it's a hotel. It's a it's a great independent hotel that has a really strong cultural aspect to it. So what you see in the hotel through the art, the music that you hear, down to you know who's making the cocktails and how they're being made. These are all really connected to either a global culture or soul culture, or especially where these two things meet. You know where Korea meets international and uh, and these connections form. Jason Schlaback is the brand director behind Rise, a brand new hotel in Seoul's youthful and vibrant Hongdae area. It can be seen as part hotel, part community clubhouse. It's a concept that feels inherently fresh and conceptually strong for the culture-hungry Korean population. In a previous time, Rise existed as Hotel Sogyeo. It sat within the Aju Business Empire, a company founded by Leo Moon's family, who now serves as one of the important personalities driving Rise forward. And before Leo joined the family business, he served in the equivalent of the Korean Marines, which led him into a particularly hardened mindset to see him through adversity. When Leo got involved with the family company Aju, it had gotten its start in ready-mixed concrete. And as business boomed, so did their investments as they expanded into the hotel industry. But along the way, Hotel Sogyo lost touch with the neighborhood. Leo shares his experiences growing up with the original hotel. My memory of Hotel Sogyo uh, back then, when I was young, when I used to come with my grand grandparents and my my parents, if you watch the movie uh, the the Grand Hotel Budapest, mm-hmm. was it? The story takes in a place where the hotel used to be very grand and very uh, flashy, and then you know years after it's it's old and tired. So just like that, my memory in 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 my youth was it was big. There were always this bellman opening the door when we were getting out of the car there were like five different restaurants when i became college student uh, and came to revisit the hotel the hotel all those restaurants were gone there was just one all-day dining cafe slash restaurant hotel was tired no one was talking about it the area uh as you know as opposed to it became really young and dynamic, hip, because of the presence of the art university. So do you think there was a disconnection between what the hotel represented then? The area really outgrew the hotel. So the hotel was becoming more or less of an island of its own in this uh, in a vibrant block. Hospitality and hotels as we know it are becoming an important facet of travel and our general lives. In the age of Airbnb, the modern hotel has needed to redefine itself and double down on what it's capable of doing beyond just somebody's rented space. Jason goes further into what Rise represents as a concept. My real vision for Rise as a brand, as a concept, is that it's a platform. It's an incubator, it's an instigator, it's it's a place to support young talent to bring in people who would normally never work with a hotel. We have a lot of, you know, great people working here. We have a hospitality service that's second to none. Why don't we work with people who are not in this space at all and bring that together? The idea of a hotel as a platform represents a true evolution from the foundation Rise inherited. As is often the case in real estate, location is a key consideration. 
This is one thing Rise has on its side. Hongdae is considered one of the most important pillars within Korea's creative scene. Budding artists, design companies, and publishers share a home with Korea's premier art university, Hongik University. Leo continues to speak about how the modern hotel and Rise especially needs to reimagine the role it plays within the community and how it can be best served as a platform. It's about capturing the energy and providing a communal home for it. The problem with hotels, just like what happened to Hotel Sogyo, is that it's hard to hard to adapt as fast. It's not a platform. It's a it's a hardware and you know fashion design. All these things change so fast. So when people's tastes change, can hotels change its hardware that fast? It, it's tough. So it's an interesting way of putting it. Mm. I've never thought of it that way. And at the same time, Airbnb is a platform. So people can choose depending on the trend and the, the area, you know, you can move around. So it's a more fluid concept. So what I wanted to bring in Rise was as difficult it is for um, hardware to move fast and be fluid to, to create and fuse that platform element to it so that we don't let it happen again. What happened to Hotel Sogyo that we, we lost hot touch to, and we, we lost communication with the, the audience around us and become another island of its own. Both Leo and Jason share a clear and defined vision for Rise. The part that left me wondering was how to break apart the ultimate goal into smaller, addressable pieces. Before entering the world of a hotel branding and experiential design, Jason was trained as an architect. Architects tackle problem solving in a very methodical and scalable way. The way they unpack problems is something that is an obvious requirement given the size and timelines in which they work. It's as though if you can design a building and get it built, you can bring that into other areas of creative problem solving. The same problems you have in architecture you encounter in branding or graphic design or working with musicians. Um, but the, I, th I think the techniques that I learned through architecture are invaluable, which yeah. is basically deciphering a problem, breaking it down into component parts, looking at it and sort of figuring out the best way forward. I think yeah. a lot of people call it visual thinking. Yeah. Um, there's different terms for it, but it's looking at something very complex and finding out a, a kind of systematic way to attack it. Yeah, I might be digging too much into the topic of architecture, but do you look at designers who have architecture backgrounds and do you see the work they create as being something you can relate to over the years been drawn more and more to people who work intuitively mm -hmm. and emotionally which is, is is not most architects forte yeah. so it's slowly i've noticed over maybe the last 10 years of my work um just being really pulled towards that and trying to build that up in my own practice knowing jason's process i was curious how it would be applied in practice as a kid who grew up in Ohio, being in Seoul couldn't be any more different. Where do you start when you're a foreigner, but trying to create an internationally respected, but locally relevant experience? How does one find common touch points that can help bridge cultures? For someone like you who isn't a Korean native, like how do you manage the gap that exists, the cultural gap? Like how do you ensure that you have the right intelligence, the right like sort of background to make educated decisions that, you know, will impact the local community. 
combined with the fact that you're you're obviously well traveled. So how do you find a way to balance and integrate those two? So there's two answers to that. The first one is I'm not alone. You know,、uh, there's a certain element of my vision that's leading the way, but there are a lot of people helping me and that I work with who、um, will definitely tell me if <laughs> if something is just out of whack or won't connect. And and then we make a decision: Do we try to do something new that hasn't necessarily been done? We're not sure if it will work, or do we sort of respond to to people here? You know, their tastes, what they're looking for, and it's always a balance. There's never sort of only one answer to that. And the other sort of the half of my answer is, I have a, a real disagreement with this concept of. Doing something local to make it relevant, I think that used to be interesting, and、uh, it still can be, but it's become an easy answer for everything, which is source it locally, call it local. It's just now a marketing term. It's like greenwashing. So anyone, you know, even a big chain, can say that they're being. Locally responsive because they use wood from a tree that's you know in the forest nearby, but that's still not building a connection to the local community.、Mm-hmm. That's a very kind of superficial way of approaching it, or you know it's like vintage typewriters in the lobby or whatever it is.、Yeah. Um, I'm really opposed to this this sort of approach, which is why, as I mentioned earlier, there's no sort of Korean versus international equation. That we look at, it's about this community, and some of it's connected to、um, like street fashion or street culture or music. But beyond people who themselves are in that, it's just about an understanding. Like, so my personal favorite、uh, sort of example of this is I love going to a club in Seoul and seeing kids who grew up half a world away from me in Ohio, and. Are singing along. They know the lyrics to hip hop songs that you know are part of an American generation growing up, and they may not be able to have even a great conversation with me because I don't speak Korean very well. They don't may not speak English that well, but there's a commonality. There's something that we share, and music is is、uh, an incredibly strong way of doing this. Art is as well, and all of the things that we're trying to incorporate. In this platform that we have, are these things that cross over? That's interesting because I've always looked at certain regions, certain countries, as being inhibited from sharing their culture with the rest of the world. And a lot of it came down to culture, but you've basically sort of reduced or removed that element of language and just put into something that's a little bit more universal. Yeah, we've definitely tried. I mean, there there are all of these. Signifiers, these like ways of communicating that are nonverbal, and I think you'll find them everywhere in what we're doing. And you know, our team kind of follows this model as well. Like, I don't think anyone on the team was hired, you know, because of a certain background. I, I certainly never worked directly for a hotel before.、Um, the GM of the property came from hotels, but then also、um, sports management, doing sports hospitality. So. Nobody was sort of chosen for having worked at this type of hotel before. As we start drilling down into the overall Rise experience, I get a sense that a big part of Jason's strength lies on the side of curation. It's about taking in a lot of different factors and paring it down to a cohesive experience. Much of why Rise exists is to fulfill a goal within a broader Korean cultural paradigm that starts with Hongdae, and along the way, certain experiences have influenced Jason. 
that whole element of community that you, you touched upon earlier, what does a strong community look like to you? Well, for me, uh, speaking specifically, um, I actually have a, you know, a few references from my life that I looked back on and they are sort of from hospitality, but we didn't look at them in terms of benchmarking, but more like that's the way it should feel. Like that's the way we really want it to feel. And one of them has to be uh, Yardbird in Hong Kong. Like that's, that's my home. You know, when I walk in the door at Yardbird, I know that I'm going to have a great night that I'm going to see people either. I, I know them so well from over the years or I'm meeting them for the first time and they're my people. Um, and I, I think, even people who, who don't come from my background or who aren't creative still have that feeling. And I've definitely gotten that feedback from, you know, bankers in Hong Kong. So that's one of them, you know, in hospitality, in, in hotels, there are a number that do it really well. I have to, I think, mention a Hotel Hotel in Canberra, Australia, which has now been renamed and, and taken over by another group. But for its short lifespan as Hotel Hotel was, I think, just hands down one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. And wh why was it such a good experience? Because it was a really thoughtful group of people behind it who were led by um, a creative vision and not a business model. Uh, I hope they were successful uh, for their sake, but I don't think that that was their primary motivation for waking up in the morning and getting to the office or to the hotel and doing something new. It just never felt that way. They did things like had a workshop um, for, you know, Kintsugi, the, the Japanese uh, repairing with gold uh, pottery technique. And they would just open this to the community. And it was a way to bring people in who don't normally go to hotels to say a hotel doesn't have to be for travelers only or for diners only. A regular hotel has many touch points with customers. The moment you greet somebody at the door, the lobby and check-in desk, the restaurant, the housekeeping, there are many places to go wrong or right. Over the course of the conversation, it becomes clear. In the case of Rise, it will need to not only balance a great user experience, but also add another layer focused on its creative leanings. The internal mantra is without fail one of utter, almost maniacal, but in a good way, control. It's about embracing the responsibility of decisions and reaping the rewards of it. The signal and conviction from Jason suggests they won't leave anything to chance. We often say we want freedom, but not everybody wants to oversee the process to arrive at the decisions they control. Every day, you know, the team that I'm working with, the design team, the, the marketing team, myself, like we're actually going out there, we're hustling, we're doing shit, we're printing things on the risograph, we're printing it 10 different ways, trying to figure out the best techniques. We're making our own posters for the guest rooms. Sort of one of the most common things I say when somebody asks about, about what we're doing here is always making the difficult decision. Yeah. <laughs> we never make the easy one. Yeah, yeah. We, we choose to ask the framer to frame the artwork in a different way that they haven't done before every time. It just always seems to be a natural inclination for us. And, and what is the value of that? Uh, I think the value is that it's ours. It's our decision. We, we haven't outsourced it. We've never chosen artwork from a catalog. I work with a lot of galleries, but I've never sort of said, uh, what do you think works? I talk a lot. I listen, but I've never 
sort of given up the agency of making that decision and and neither has the team here and and you find that in every department from from finance to uh operations to you know every single department has been pushing the unconventional uh fighting for you know the way to do it the sort of the rise way so internally we we sort of have these expressions about doing it the rise way and i can't tell you exactly what that is but it usually involves you know the hard way yeah and and uh the different way at this point of the conversation the hotel was on its last push before opening there's a big sign in the office that says prepare for battle with the date may 24th i've yet to fully enjoy the rise experience and without being fully open i suspect jason leo can't say the same either I'll leave them off with one final question. What sort of feeling should Rise Hotel leave a guest with? We'd love for you to be curious, to to not have left without asking questions of our staff. So whether it's like, we designed our own paperweight for for the room. Uh, so there's there's sort of nothing left to, to chance or left to a vendor to suggest something. So I would love, I mean, that's, that's one example I'll just follow up on. So we have a lot of concrete in the hotel and the company, the parent company that owns this property started by making concrete a long time ago and, and they're very successful and sort of as homage and also because it's so relevant to the sort of uh, artwork and um, aesthetic that we have there's a lot of concrete around so for the paperweights we made them out of concrete and we just designed them ourselves so we started with a cube and we cut it up and we did these models and ended up making this great concrete paperweight but it's weird you know people should i hope look at it on their bedside table and be like the fuck is this? Like, why is this? Um, why would a, a hotel do this this way? And ask someone about it. The the takeaway I hope is that people are curious enough that we prompt enough curiosity that they're asking, who is that artist? Or like, is that art? We we're not pretentious about the art, but there is a lot of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily expect. It's hung in a different way. It's shown in a different way. My sort of favorite thing that happens is when somebody who's been working their ass off, doing super interesting work, has their head down. And for whatever reason, the hotel is fascinated by their work. Um, meaning, you know, me and the team, I pitch it to somebody, they love it. Um, we get approval and we reach out to, to an artist who might be a young artist who might be doing the biggest work they've ever done for our hotel, which is, has happened quite a few times. And having that ability to support is really remarkable. And I feel really grateful that I'm able to do that because this is my, my community. I mean, this is a community I've lived in and worked in you know, since I was, since I was an adult and to finally be in a position where I can, I can be on the supporting end. I can help guide something to happen. Um, whereas, you know, for, for a long time, you're on the other side, you're on the struggling side and always selling, always hustling. And to, to work with people like that for that moment of saying like, yeah, we're going to do this project with you. That's really meaningful to me. 
If you'd like to hear more stories like this one and more from the world of creative culture and beyond, check them out at makin.com. That's M-A-E-K-N.com. Or search for us on your favorite podcast app.